Welcome to the Create Clarity with Charity podcast, where hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown shares her bold and daring business tips that will transform your business into the best that it can be. Here's your host, Charity Brown. Hello and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today I have an awesome guest, Dr. George Roberts. He is the principal of the multifamily real estate acquisition company, Horizon Multifamily Real Estate Investments. He also is the owner and partner in Walnut Grove Homes as well, along with the producer of his own podcast, The Foundry, where leaders are for it. Welcome, George. It's great to be here, Charity. Thank you. Awesome. I am so excited you're here and I'm going to bring up and um, your amazing site here that has all the information that everyone will ever need to know about um, getting into acquisitions and real estate. So let's talk about Horizon Multifamily. Let's talk about how that all came to be. Yeah, so we started out as a mastermind. Uh, four of us met up at the Dealmaker Live. Uh, that was a, a huge uh, in our business, that's uh, one of the huge uh, seminars that goes on. And uh, then I was last to come on board. Uh, I met uh, one of the partners at a local uh, real estate investment association. And it was pretty cool because uh, where we met, it turns out that that's now the meetup that we run. So that was uh, me and Paul Prokop, the last to, uh, to join. That is awesome. And Paul's a big mover and shaker in the real estate investment arena, right? And Steve, Mark, some of your partners all within this, this organization here? Absolutely. Yeah, That's our strength. Yeah, we have some great geographical diversity here. Um, Steve Tappy and Denver, he's got over $30 million of real estate uh, assets under management. And, uh, you know, Paul and his brother, Mark, they've been doing just tons in the real estate world. Mark, he's built subdivisions. He's done fix and flips uh, for years. You know, Paul was part of that. Uh, he was helping to fund that. Nice. So it's really, really great team. A lot of good stuff. We're all apartment owners as well. That is great. So yeah, explain to me this amazing group, what you guys have put together here. I know it's all, it's, it's about, you know, creating investment and wealth through um, real estate investment, but it's also getting an equitable part of the pie, right? When, in regards to um, like rental income and establishing yourself as a real estate investor. Well, absolutely. I think that one of the greatest things about the syndication model is that it allows us to bring other people along for the ride. So there are many ways that you can own real estate, right? I mean, you can just buy it outright. You can do a joint venture with somebody. But it's really exciting when you can bring in some passive investors and give them the opportunity to enjoy the benefits of real estate ownership without having to deal with the tenants, the toilets, and the termites. Right. <laughs> that you can lose sleep over for sure. Um, uh, I definitely like the this newer syndication model you have going on here. Having had been a landlord for several years, I know the headache and I can't even tell you how um, my life turned around when I just hired the property management company because 
uh, you know, there's not enough time in a day to talk about all the drama with tenants. So <laughs> um, this is a much friendlier uh, model to invest. I really, I really like it. So is this um, Horizon Multifamily, is this organization in Michigan but, or Florida? So, so I would say we're really nationwide. So we've got geographical uh, reach. So like I mentioned, Denver, we've got a partner, uh, Tom Kirkpatrick in Tennessee. Mark is now in Florida. So he was uh, Michigan born, but uh, now he's our boots on the ground in Florida. So um, at this point, since it's nationwide, so anybody that has a chunk of change, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 K, can you click your link, get started and learn about how they can invest their money in commercial and residential large family uh, acquisitions or exactly yeah so we are focused on multifamily, but that is the idea so there are qualifications that go with that of course um anytime you're, you're dealing with securities uh there are a lot of regulations and so certain deals are open only to accredited investors and i can explain that that's generally somebody who has a million dollars of net worth outside of their uh primary residence and uh, there are also ways you can qualify, like, for example, most commonly, if you're making a couple hundred thousand a year or 300,000 with your spouse. Uh, and there are other less common ways as well. But uh, we also uh, offer deals that don't require accredited status. But for that, you have to reach out to us. We have to establish what's known as a substantive relationship. Got it. Okay. So the, the way that they would do that would just be click on the get started at the horizon multifamily.com and they could get on the phone with you and talk about strategy. Exactly. We need to know a little bit about what your financial situation is and also what your goals are so that we can make sure that anything that we offer to you is appropriate. Awesome. So that is definitely the technical part of my interview here for you on the podcast. What I really want to know is how this all started, this passion you have for real estate, being an entrepreneur, really, you know, breaking ground in some big ways because also your Walnut Grove Homes um, uh, site, I think it's over five acres of undeveloped land that you're developing. Um, what, what is that investment about? So uh, Walnut Grove Homes, uh, this, this really started as my father's dream. He had always wanted to be a real estate developer and he did everything that he could. Uh, but by the time he had made up plans, we were right on the verge of the Great Recession. And so that really meant it really wasn't the right time uh, to go in to do that. And so then after he died, uh, you know, very sadly, my sister and I, we talked about what to do. And really it was her and my brother-in-law that had the idea, like, let's, let's just carry through with this, right? You know, we had some new plans drawn up and uh, it was just very exciting to be able to sort of live that dream. And uh, I tell you, the day that we were able to stand on uh, Westminster, which was named after his birthplace. Is that uh, right from, here? Oh, Westminster, yes. Yes. Oh, that's the neighborhood, cool. Yeah, it, well, so the neighborhood is actually called Walnut Grove Estates, but to stand on that street and to see houses there and then to see them sold and to be able to stand on that street and just say, wow, you know, this dream has become a reality. So that was very, very exciting. It was exciting both uh, professionally as well as personally. 
just great again to see everything come full circle. Yeah, that's exciting. I think I remember you mentioning something that your dad had bought that parcel right there in like the 1980s or something. Yeah, he, he had <laughs> held on to that for many years. He had seen it appreciate and, and then again, just wanted to move on it uh, really late in life. But I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Never give up your dreams. <laughs> right. Yeah. Quitters never win. That's for sure. The ones mm -hmm. that keep going are the ones that um, the win at the end of the day. So, um, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of like how your dad was, you know, pretty much that mentor to you that showed you that never giving up is probably the best way to go in life, right? Like he, he was your mentor. He, he probably ingrained that entrepreneurial spirit and that passion about real estate. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. He retired young from Ford. He, uh, got, uh, master's in taxation from a really great business college, literally right down the street from where he lived. We had a great opportunity there. And he was always, always learning, always opening up new lines of business. His business was total financial services. And he, he just really prided himself on being able to sell literally any financial instrument. He was a stockbroker, a mortgage broker. I mean, he could literally find a solution to whatever your financial situation may be. That's awesome. Great. Um, so that takes me into the whole next um, development that you you took his property, the one that he had that dream with your sister and created this amazing multi-million dollar development. And all during COVID, right? Did, this, did you guys build during COVID? I mean, this is just like unheard of because of what was going on. Can you tell me? Well, there's, there's a long story behind that. So yeah, there was a lot of approval. Uh, we had a big fight uh, to get it. So we got approved for a cluster development, which was very awesome for us. We got to build a little bit more densely, uh, taking advantage of a new uh, <clears throat> ordinance in the city. And after that fight was over, you know, we had been going great guns, we built the street and all of the utilities that go along with that. And I want to say that alone cost about a million dollars. I mean, just oh, wow. a crazy, all that you got to go through uh, in the construction industry. A lot of people in real estate, they deal with things that are already built. And that's nice to not have to deal with all the, the permitting, not have to deal with uh, the potential that your, your uh, variances, et cetera, are not approved. Wow. wow. So uh, to get through all of that and then, then build a street and we had already, if I remember correctly, we had poured three foundations. So we had three housing starts and then boom, COVID hits. Our governor says that uh, construction is non-essential and really mm -hmm. shut everything down. It was really, really hard. I think that there were a lot of states, different states had different rules, but we were completely shut down uh, for the longest time. Yeah. yeah, that and and not only that, right? The prices of lumber and everything just went through the roof. So it was probably better that you're just holding, right? But it kind of put the brakes on um, getting getting the houses on the market. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it was nuts. And I even had a, a loan call due during the COVID crisis. Uh, you know, I was thought I was diversified, right? I'm in construction. I've got equities. But guess what? The construction doesn't cash flow. So then when that business needed more money, obviously all they could do was take the money out of the equities. Of course, that came out at the most painful moment. So, so that was nuts. Yes, we got back on our feet, uh, you know, finished the first three, 
and you know did really well all those sold in the high five hundreds which i almost hesitate to say because next round because of everything including the lumber issues you mentioned mm -hmm. uh are probably going to be a, a bit higher than that it's yeah. just crazy what's going on with construction all the materials going up all the time well lumber's mm -hmm. back down now so as of recording this in early september uh yeah, lumber's come down quite a bit, but but again, you have all these issues. Like, how do you get people to work? We got a construction right. boom after uh, having a, a construction. You know, for many years, uh, things have been laying low. You you just can't get the uh, the qualified people anymore, and you got people paid to stay home. I mean, right. I mean, I guess all that's over though now. I, I've heard like they're you know the eviction moratorium is up, and everyone's off on appointment and you know, everyone's going to be getting back to work. So <laughs> hopefully, you know, that will. Exactly. Well, buyers. we cross our fingers, right? I mean, we've been told things are going to get back to normal for a while, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's not stopping you because not only are you finishing up this amazing development, you are raising millions of dollars in capital for your brand new 104 unit building in Kentucky. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Lexington, uh, sorry, Louisville, sorry, past through Lexington to get to the other one that I was going to, Louisville. Great rental market, recovered beautifully uh, from COVID of all the rental markets. I believe it was listed as number two in recovery. So going from that, having everybody out of work to getting people uh, back to work uh, has, has been just amazing. Uh, great city, uh, you know, just, just love the area, love the deal. Uh, mm -hmm. It really combines the best of everything. So uh, it was my partner, Lila, who found that. And she said, you know, when she looked at it, like, this this can't be real, right? I mean, we've got new construction, but wait a second. It looks like there's significant value add. And I don't know how many of the details your listeners want to hear, but certainly it was it was just amazing to see how you, you've got uh, the original builder, uh, they didn't really have a property management approach, so they're not getting the optimal net operating income out of the property, and they had their son put this out uh, and, and, and act as the broker for the deal, and so in many ways, it may not have been fully exposed to the market, so going in with a decent discount, and then again, having a lot of operational value adds. Nice. And this is one that fits into your syndication model where you bring people in and help them with investing and getting into the passive investing opportunity with this 104 unit um, development. Exactly. And since this one is open only to accredited investors, I'm able to speak openly about it, which is a good thing. That's the great thing about uh, including only the accredited investors. I mean, personally, I wish that our laws and regulations were different and it was easy to bring in uh, more people and, and more people could find their ways to wealth, but that's just how it goes. And, uh, you know, I love the idea of being able to get out there on social media, to be able to stand up at a meetup and talk to everyone I meet. But again, yeah, that does exclude a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing it and reaching out to people in all the 
right ways. I met you on LinkedIn. We did an amazing podcast together. The the uh, this is Dr. Uh, George Roberts' podcast, the Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. You know, he educates people on what's going on. He brings on other experts and um, talk about the investment opportunities. Uh, you know, giving advice and and helping people know uh, where the opportunities are. So I really love what you're doing, George, and it's it's. Um, been inspirational and I really enjoyed getting to know you. And I know uh, with all the knowledge that you have, you have some amazing uh, advice for early investors. Maybe you could share some information about what the earlier investor needs to know about getting into, you know, like a syndication model type of passive investing. Well, the first thing to realize is that this is a total team sport. So what you want to do is figure out where you can get in. Uh, it's really wherever you can add value. So start looking. There's a, it's a really a long process. I mean, people look at a single family home and there's a lot of process to that. Anybody who's purchased a home knows that no closing goes easily. But with multifamily, you've got a much longer on-ramp. So you're going to be out there looking for deals. Uh, you really have to get to know the brokers because that's where most deals come from. You've got to establish yourself. Once you establish yourself, then they'll start to show you some of those off-market deals and things get a little easier. But so there's a lot to do. There's the sourcing. I mean, do you do you like going out looking for property? Can you establish those relationships with brokers? Do you like underwriting? If you're, you come from a numbers background, I know a lot of engineers in this business and they'll go through the underwriting because it's a lot harder to wrap your brain around a hundred unit complex as compared to a single family home. Mm -hmm. You got to ask, you know, hey, what percentage of uh, vacancy, uh, what sort of economic vacancy? In other words, who's in the apartment but not paying me? Uh, what other streams of income can we find here? A lot of place, a lot of room for people who like numbers. Or maybe you're the sort of person who really likes to raise capital, right? Do you want to be out there, connect with investors? And I just love this. It's really great to deal with people. I love people. I think that's uh, the best part of the business. And of course, hey, after it closes, uh, then you've got operations. So you got to have people who are operationally minded, uh, who are able to go and see those opportunities and seize them. And you're not going to be the one out there doing the property management, just like you had that for your single family home. You get the property management out there. Your asset manager is just literally managing the managers at that point. So you see all those opportunities, you oversee the plan, you see it through. Yes. Thank you for, uh, you know, explaining all that. Cause you know, a lot of the newbies out there, I mean, there are several people that I know that have, you know, pretty big chunks of change that it would probably benefit them more than the stock market right now to invest uh, in this type of syndication model. And if it is really like, you know, sourcing, it's the best window shopping ever is going and looking at great new real estate opportunities. I, I used to spend weekends doing that. <laughs> like just, you know, see how many open houses I could get into just to look at these new models. So um, I find that fun. And um, I'm sure a lot of other people do too. So um, that's great. Just, you know, developing a relationships with brokers too, and get those pocket listings and find people that are into the, the multifamily developments. And that, that's really helpful because, um, you know, they don't make that information obvious. So 
um, it's it's great to have you there so people can uh, you know book a call with you and chat about opportunities. I think you also have another 34 unit um, in Jefferson City, Tennessee that you're exactly, starting. Exactly, which is just 30 minutes outside of Knoxville. That's a great thing going right now. Uh, people are moving to Tennessee like crazy. Tennessee this year just leapfrog Texas and Florida, number one state for in-migration. And that's all good, right? Whenever you have an area that's attracting jobs and attracting people, that's where the rents go up. And of course, there's also the social aspect too, right? I mean, that means you need more housing stock. And that's exactly what we're designed to provide, right? We can't build these apartments uh, fast enough to satisfy a renter nation. And this sort of rehabbing work that goes on is a great way to regenerate that housing stock of this great nation. Oh, right. That's right. You're doing the rehab work with, with Horizon Multifamily. So you also go in and, you know, upgrade and beautify and then, you know, increase the capital and the equity based on, you know, all your rehab work. And then do you flip it then, or you hold it and then bring in more investors? Yeah. So then uh, the general model is just to keep it simple. There might be a refinance in the middle so that you can return most of the uh, investors' capital. But usually the hold periods in this business are about five years. So that's the idea. You want to just force the appreciation as much as you can, do the rehabs, uh, run it more efficiently, look for new streams of income. Like people love their pets, right? Yeah. So dog parts, things like that, accepting pet rents, another great uh, stream of income. And this property offers both, right? Not currently accepting pets. We're going to open that up and we're certainly gonna be charging some pet rent, uh, put that dog park in. People are just gonna love that. Yeah. And that's another reason why you wanna pay a little more rent. You can just uh, walk across the parking lot rather than putting the dog in the car and trying to get to your local dog park. Yes, I can never live without my dog, Jin Jin. She's such a sweetie and she loves her dog park here too. So it's definitely a must for me. Um, and so that's amazing. You just have so much going on. There's so many balls in the air. Plus you're a dad, a husband, and you know, you got so much going on there and, um, you know, mentoring and helping, um, other people understand how to invest passively is just amazing. Cause you know, it's, it's really a lot of people are not financially literate in that way. And to, to bring it to the forefront and to, you know, educate is, is super helpful. Um, I've learned a ton from you. And um, you are also mentioning some of your mentors and coaches and, and favorite books. And I think what you did mention at some point that the best advice you ever received for was from Dan. Dan Lukowitz. Lukowitz, yeah. Okay, yeah. You might be referring to uh, at my my first, my inaugural meetup, he, he stood up and said, hey, um, you know, we're here for three things to do deals, uh, to make friends, to do deals, and to become wealthy. But actually, that's probably not the advice you were referring to. That's just my favorite quote from him. Uh, yeah, his, his best advice is just to create value and everything else follows. And I think yeah. that's, that's wonderful because I think people are always looking for, oh, how do I monetize this? Or, you know, is this client going to convert? But if you spend time with people, you'll find that they appreciate that and, and they'll come back. And, you know, maybe at this point, they're not ready to invest with you or they may not have any deals to show you, but 
you know, guess what? In one or two years, uh, you incubate those and cultivate those people. You incubate those friendships, and guess what? Uh, down the road, you're, you're going to find that these people, they, they've grown and they've, they've moved up and they have things to offer. I'll just give you one example of that, that 34 unit in Jefferson City, uh, that was five years in the making. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was Tom Kirkpatrick. He made friends with the uh, sort of the property manager slash handyman and said, you know, hey, if this ever goes on the market, uh, you know, let me know. So five years later, what do you know? The owner wants to sell. Most owners don't want to put it on the open market. They don't want people marching through. They don't want to lose all their tenants and have the tenants ask what's going on. So what do you know? Um, he was first in line. So talk about right. a pocket listing even better. Right. Nobody, you know, nobody had eyes on that deal but him. It was just that's him. Awesome. So that's the way to go. Yeah. Well, great. So now that I feel that the listeners have gotten a really good idea of who you are, what you do, and uh, what your businesses are, do you want our listeners out there that are investors to hear anything else from you, like words of advice or ways to get started with you or anything that we've left off? Sure. So I would say that there are great reasons to be a passive investor in real estate. The first is, of course, you don't have to deal with those tenant issues, uh, the 2 a.m. phone calls. And it's also, I think a lot of people forget this, a great way to learn. So when you come into a passive deal, uh, you're going to have a great opportunity to see you know, how things uh, developed from the very get-go up through the asset management and the disposition of the property. So it's a great way to learn. I would highly recommend that anybody who's interested in multifamily, it's a great way to start uh, and also a great way to diversify. You know, yeah. we can't promise you any particular returns, but what I can say is that multifamily returns tend to be uncorrelated from the stock market. So if you've got all your eggs in that basket, I find it a great way to diversify. And if you are interested in taking that next step, you can just head over to our website, just like you mentioned at the beginning, Charity, www.horizonmultifamily.com. Mm -hmm. And you can click that Get Started button. And it's really easy. All we're going to do is just get to know each other a little bit. And again, that's totally to your benefit. Uh, we just want to know about your financial situation and your goals and have you fill out a quick questionnaire. And that helps us to establish the relationship we need to show you deals. That is so exciting. That's a great opportunity, you guys. I sure hope you go visit horizonfamily.com and, and get a call with George. He really is a wealth of knowledge and this opportunity for investing um, is probably one of the newer, more innovative ways to diversify. Um, you know, getting into the large multifamily developments is really where the money's at. So um, it's exponentially growing and, um, you know, we all want a piece of that equity. So George, uh, once again, thank you so much for taking time to come on the podcast. I love chatting with you about um, your businesses and all these new investment opportunities um, for the future. So um, thank you again for being here and uh, hope to have you back sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Charity. It's been a great pleasure to be on your show, and I have learned so much from you as well. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, George. Have a great one. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest, 
as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity Podcast.